Hey everybody, I am Kamara McHale and welcome to Conversations with Kamara, the podcast. We are so happy that you could join us today. Um, We're not going to talk about depression today. I'm going to switch it up just a little. So I have two big handsome men here with me. This is Henry Johnson Jr. He's with uh, probation and parole and he's also um, a motivational speaker. And this is my long awaited brother, my oldest brother, Gerard. He has been away for 26 and a half years. He is just actually leaving incarceration about a week ago. Uh, Henry, I already knew, but when I became friends with him at a job that we had, I told him, I was like, oh my God, my brother's going to be getting out and I got to get y'all together because this is going to be great dialogue. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? How could I bring them together? I will ask them to be um, guests on my podcast. So I am so grateful to have them with me. So we're going to do just some quick topics and I'm going to ask them to speak and literally leave me out of it. I'll just be here in the middle, but I just want them to to talk. This is going to be great. I don't know everything we're going to talk about or that they're going to talk about, but it's okay because it's just what the podcast is. So anyways, I will ask Henry to get started on a subject that he wants to talk about. And I know my brother knows everything, so he's going to chime in. So go ahead, Henry. What were y'all just talking <laughs> thank, about? Thank you so very much for, for having me here. And, and this is, is completely wonderful. Um, I have, first and foremost, being that it is a Sunday, uh, give thanks to my Lord and Savior, Amen. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, I think that uh, I was just telling a real good friend of mine that the other day, um, regardless of, of what your faith or, or that might be, if you live long enough, mm-hmm. you, you grow to understand that you cannot do this thing yourself. And, and you need help. Mm-hmm. And so many times I found that it, you almost have to be broken mm-hmm. to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And, and that sounds so, so crazy to think. I would never wish for many of the things that has occurred in my life. Mm-hmm. I would never wish them on myself. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's made me such a better man. Case in point, mm-hmm. um, give thanks to my wife, Denise, for, mm-hmm. for 27 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have enjoyed That's the 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 ups and downs, mm-hmm. the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. I have a wonderful daughter, Jasmine. I just graduated high school just a short time ago. Mm-hmm. But but I say this, well, I said that to say this. Um, with with all of the talk of someone being um, with someone or a successful job, mm-hmm. you you oftentimes see the good cover. You, you know, you see, um, oh man, you've been together for 20 some odd years mm-hmm. or you've been at a job for 20 some, mm-hmm. but what goes along with that? A lot of stuff. Well, you know, it's because at every day, every year, mm-hmm. something is there to derail you. Mm-hmm. There are choices that you have to make. And I, I actually had um, a relationship prior to my wife where I actually was married before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I told my wife early on about this. Of course, we don't have that dialogue. That's not mm-hmm. something we talk about. But I said, you know, that marriage, and we were both young when I got married right. first, that marriage made me appreciate what I have now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And oftentimes, I think mm-hmm. we all find that um, if we're given something and then it's taken away, you, you, you see it a little differently. Mm-hmm. And and with that, I, I the grown appreciation just what she does and just being together and, mm-hmm. and you know it's everything looks good when it's new, mm-hmm. everything you know, a new yeah. car a new house but what Shiny. happens mm-hmm. after a while when it's a little seasoned? Mm-hmm. What do you do then? Are you still trying to find that that new thing? Because if you're constantly trying to find that new thing, you're never going to be satisfied or settled. 
And, and, mm-hmm. and at some point you, you have to say, look, I'm, I'm committed. And, and that's, you know, relating back to the, the vows and what have you, um, the sickness and in health, you know, rich or poor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I talked to a lot of young guys about it. That's some serious stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, are you just trying to, you know, do it for right now? Because there's, right now it's easy. Mm-hmm. The first year, two, a few months. Yeah, see, what, what happens when you get into the fight? It's a, Mike Tyson said everyone has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, that type thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so with, with all that being said, um, I, I think that um, what's, what's kind of been on my heart, and um, Kamara and I met some, some little time ago, mm-hmm. and it was at a job, and now I've moved on to something that I did before. never thought it was, I was coming back, but mm-hmm. I, I'm with the Department of Juvenile Justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do juvenile probation. And I met so many wonderful families and so many wonderful kids in the past. And I'll tell you this one story. There was a a young kid that I met and he was having problems going to school and um, he was getting in trouble with the law and and all types of things. But for whatever reason, I I just decided, I said, hey, look, we're going to go out. It was on a Monday Mm -hmm. and uh, on a, a Sunday afternoon, I went and bought a basketball from and this was a while ago this is when Kmart was still around Ooh, boy. <laughs> and, and so I bought a basketball and and this kid had told me a story that he had never had a chance to play basketball with his dad and that's kind of wow. something that he always okay. wanted to do but never had a chance to do so so I got this basketball and we went out to Child's Park and we played for about an hour wow and of course I did good early on but then he was a young kid <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. so I'm, I'm chasing them around so down. yeah oh my <laughs> goodness gracious um so so we played and played and played and we mm-hmm. finished and you know we we gave we pounded up mm-hmm. and um, I said hey man look I want you to have this basketball mm-hmm. I said because it's something that I, I heard you mm-hmm. talk about and I said I, I want to make it happen he said no Mr Johnson I want you to have it and you know even now it kind of gets me a mm-hmm. little choked Emotional. up because mm-hmm. he was he was so sincere I never had another problem with him with that kid. Never just that bonding moment. Just that one thing. I mean, mm-hmm. no problem with school. He ended just. up graduating, got off of probation. Never saw him again. Now it's wow. it's that's that's quite crazy. But so with that, a lot of times the 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 good that you might do, you never maybe see the end result. And and I I don't know what he's doing now, but I would take it. He's I never heard. Well. I never heard from him again. So that's a great no thing. No news is good news. That's yeah. a great thing. So. You know, I, I try now to see how does that relate to today, and it, it's not that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, kids desire and yearn for instruction, mm-hmm. somebody just to be there, somebody mm-hmm. to listen to them, mm-hmm. somebody to maybe um, have have a suggestion, mm-hmm. a, a better suggestion than what their kid. You know, right. you 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 don't want a friend as a a parent per se, right? You need a parent. You need a parent. Because sometimes you're going to have to tell some things that mm-hmm. they might not want to hear. Right. But you have to tell them. And on top of that, I do not think, and I know for a fact, if I would have had a kid, and that's not in every scenario because mm-hmm. I know people do it all the time. Having a kid young, mm-hmm. I had nothing to give. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't settled. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that I would have been awful. I would have tried the best it that I different. could. Just no matter you weren't equipped. Oh, my goodness gracious, man. Mm-hmm. No, to, to sit down and... And, you know, a lot of times you're trying to still live your life. Mm-hmm. You really can't. You have to say, I, I learned from my dad a great lesson. Um, he, he, he gave me all those little things that today I'm, I'm still trying to recreate. Wow. And I say this story. My, um, I, was, I was adopted. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was raised by my great aunt and her husband, which will always be my mom and dad. My, my mom had me when she was 15. Well, well with all that being said, um, I came, I, I, my dad came home one day and all day long I was trying to fly a kite. Mm -hmm. I was trying to fly a kite, there was no wind. I couldn't do it. I was running up and down the street, running up and down the street. I couldn't get it up in the air. My dad came home and, and he was not very well educated. He was mm -hmm. just a, a good man that just worked whatever. Mm -hmm. He was a janitor. He did this or that. He made and, it happen. And he, he just right. made it happen. So he came home and I said, Dad, look, you know, I, I, I can't get my kite up in the air. Mm -hmm. This, and I, my dad, crazy as he was, loved me <laughs> with all his heart. You know what he did? He, he took the kite, put it in the car, okay. and went down the street. Driving wow. to get the kite. Oh, he said, "Stay here." Okay. I'm like, "Come wow. on!" He got it up in the air, and as soon as it got in the air, it stayed in the air. But that's um, that is just Making incredible it. for for someone to do. Now that wasn't money based. Right. It wasn't anything okay. other than right. just caring mm -hmm. about your Enough your kid and seeing the importance oh, to you. Oh mm -hmm. my goodness! And making it happen for oh, you. Oh right. my yeah. goodness! Yes. Yeah. So, like I said, with my daughter Jasmine, now I'm I'm still trying to. When she asks me things, I think back because I do have that foundation. Now, mm -hmm. a lot of times, if you don't have a foundation what to draw from, right. what what do you know to do? Right. I, I just in that in the last thing I because I could talk about my parents for all day, but um, my my dad also when it was time for me to get a car and start driving and what have you, um, he sold his mint condition '66 Caprice Classic Chevrolet. Okay. okay, he sold it for a '76 Ford Granada that was just about beat up. You know, it was it was an older car and. Um, in its own right, but it had like six speakers. So that's all I like. Oh, the music. And, okay. you know, as a kid, you know, I think about it now. He knew that that car was nothing close to what his was. Mm -hmm. But because I said that that's what I wanted, mm -hmm. he gave it up. Mm -hmm. And now I know I'm going to be challenged because my daughter is is not driving yet. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, man, I don't know if I could, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, Look. <laughs> my brand, you know, like my truck out here. And uh, mm -hmm. but 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 I'm going to have to do it mm -hmm. because I wouldn't be able to sit with myself yeah. knowing that. See, that's the example that he gave me. Mm -hmm. So what am I going to do with my own? Now, right. let, me, let me speak to that kid that you intervened with, Henry. Like my sister Kamara said, I did 26 years and a half in prison from 1996 until December 30th of 2021. And my high crime was that they say that I took a car that somebody else stole and I resold it to somebody else. And so for that, they gave me 30 years and I did 26 and a half. There are so many juveniles coming into adult prisons. When they get there, Henry, the first thing they do is join a gang because there's so much pressure for them to belong to something. They are new to prison. They don't know what to do. And a couple guys step up to them and it just starts them on the life of, I mean, it is horrid. It is absolutely horrid. And there's nobody there to save them from themselves. Mm -hmm. They have about 15 CM, close management units. And uh, we had a secretary, Mark Inch. He just retired the first week of December. And his uh, deputy secretary, Ricky Dixon, has taken over. And they're trying, really, to make things better. They're having uh, incentivized prison. The prison I was released from, 
ironically, the first I've been to prison twice in my life. The first time I went to prison was 1986. My first prison was Tomoka. I just got out, 2021. My last prison ever is going to be that same prison. Wow. So the mm-hmm. one that I came to mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. one, and it's just symbolic to me of that. Mm-hmm. But I was just admiring your, and it was just something inside you that made you reach out to that kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that you spared that kid, just that act of kindness, mm-hmm. buying a basketball, taking 10 or $15 and buying a basketball and playing with him. His dad had never dribbled the ball with him, and you were a stand-in, a surrogate for his father. Mm-hmm. And that turned the course of his life, because otherwise he would have been on that spiral. And when they get there and get caught in that web, Henry, it's so hard for them to come out of it. I have seen so many kids in there, they walk around with cut faces. If you join a gang in Florida, see, the gangs don't war with each other. They don't war with each other. You are 99% going to get hurt, cut, mutilated, beat up, banged up, hit in the head with locks, cut with razor blades by your own brothers. Wow. For initiation? No, it's not initiation. It's uh, the initiation is now it's just a feeding frenzy. You come in, you got a little money, you got a family that'll take care of you. Oh, you're in. Come on. Every gang wants you. They're going to make this attractive, that attractive, that attractive. And when your money runs out, now they assign you little tasks like go cut this guy's face or this guy ran into the police or this guy did this or this guy did that. Hmm. And then when they get you to do those things, now they can hold that over your head and blackmail you with that Hmm. to get you to do even other things. Mm -hmm. And it spirals into outside charges and it just ruins life. There's Mm -hmm. nothing that I've seen in prison for the juveniles that has really, really happened to them. They They have to come to a point in their lives where they get tired of doing that and mm-hmm. most of them do what they call check-in. To check-in is something that is viewed as dishonorable in prison. That's when you go to the guards and you tell them, I can't handle being at this place. I need to go to another place where I don't have to live like that. Mm-hmm. So in line with that, and so many people were doing that, that of uh, Secretary Inch and now Secretary Dixon who said he's going to continue to advocate what the former secretary was doing with these incentivized prisons. Now, here's what they got now. They turned to Mocha, where I was released from, into an incentivized prison. They shipped over 1,500 inmates who had bad records, brought in inmates who didn't have bad records. They got people there now. They got a, a dog program where they train comfort dogs. They have a veterans program there where they try to do stuff with the veterans. They have an education department there that's geared to get wow. people to G- GEDs and stuff. They have uh, uh, inmate uh, uh, trainees that have graduated themselves with GEDs and taken various teaching courses, and they know how to uh, engage with the students and motivate them to get them to graduate. And you got some people there that are never getting out, some lifers mm-hmm. who just love and have a heart for people to do stuff like you do and mentor and motivate them. Mm-hmm. And they graduate, graduated three, four hundred students themselves wow. over the time that they've been doing or stuff like that. But the pendulum is swinging towards re-entry, rehabilitation, helping people. But it's not there yet. And not to paint a sad picture, but you got out, 
I mean, I got out and I had nothing, but I got out and I had everything because mm -hmm. I got a lady, like you got a lady, mm -hmm. and my lady waited for me for 15 years. She put her mm -hmm. life on pause for me. And I was living in prison in a gated community where I had nothing. And I got out mm -hmm. and she's got me living in a real gated community where I have everything. everything. And I have her to thank for that. Her name is Valerie and she's my baby. We have a 31 year old daughter together. <laughs> and it's just, you know how the grace of God oh, yeah. that I could get out and be in a position where I am, where I don't have to go and commit crime, where I don't have to do anything right now to just, you know, be on my own, having a place, having to put clothes on my back or food on the table. And it was just strange to me when I was thinking about it because I was very, very bitter years and years ago. I felt like I was over-sentenced. I see people kill people. And but weren't you over-sentenced? I was over-sentenced. For a car? It's car. For a car. Yes, my crime is, my crime is case number 9610207, Hillsborough County Felony Case Number. I encourage people to go look me up so I can show you how easy it is to get a sentence like that. Now, there were some little political things going on mm -hmm. with my case, too, because, of course, nobody gets 30 years and do 26 and a half years for just resetting a car with no violence in the taking of the car. It's like you see a car park, you, you, you get it. You're trying to make money, a, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. you get it, and you somebody selling it, and it's, and it's resold, and I don't even, I really don't even like to say this part because I've done crimes that I got away with. Mm -hmm. Other thefts and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But actually, and I know people don't even be want to hear that, but I'm going to tell you the truth. It's the truth. I didn't commit the crime that I'm in prison for. Mm -hmm. But I look at it and say, like, okay, I got away with other stuff, so okay, let the chip fall with But that's good to even be level-headed like that because I yeah. wouldn't have been that way. Right, but I was bitter at one point. Mm -hmm. I was so, so bitter, and Valerie taught me off of the bitter truck. All right, we're going to, um, I hear my outro music. Thank you, Kelly. So uh, we'll be back in just a minute with part two of this. I don't know how many parts we're going to have, but I can listen to them talk all day, every day. So thank you all so much, and we'll get started again in just a moment. Thank you.